Hello and welcome to Straight Talk, Supply Chain Insights, the podcast for your supply chain leader who is on the go and wants to be in the know. And now, your host, Laura Sassiri. Welcome to Straight Talk with Supply Chain Insights. My name is Laura Sassiri. I'm the founder of Supply Chain Insights, and this podcast is designed for the supply chain leader who's on the go but wants to be in the know. I have conversations with people that are driving important results. Today, I am interviewing Jennifer Winky, who is a data analyst at Randall Riley. And Jennifer was recommended to me by a person that I trust greatly. When I asked the question of how do we best work with data scientists, and they said, hey, you should talk to Jennifer. So, Jennifer, welcome to the show today. Thank you for having me. Tell the group a little bit about yourself and your company. Sure, Laura. My name is Jenny. I am a data analyst at Randall Riley, and I've been here approximately three years. And what our company does is we collect UCC activity on equipment transactions. And what that simply means is if somebody finances a piece of equipment like a skid steer loader, they typically file a UCC, um, the lender does. So if the person, the purchaser defaults on um, financing that piece of equipment, they can go after them. So we collect that information and we process it into a product called EDA that we sell to our clients. And I work as a data analyst with making that information relevant for our end users, our, um, our clients. Well, I don't know whether to say congratulations or I feel bad for you because a lot of my clients, when they talk <laughs> about working with data scientists, they kind of roll their eyes like, you know, they think they're the smartest guys in the room or they don't know how to work with them or they think data scientists are sort of like dogs chasing their tail. Tell me, what have you learned about interpretation and working between business leaders and data scientists? How do we do this better? So one theme that I see come up again and again, and it appears that everybody speaks a different language when we're communicating with our C-suite versus somebody out there that wants to sell a skid steer loader to somebody, they work with data different. There's different levels of knowledge, and there's also different levels of comfort. Um, that's something that we have found. Additionally, people seem to be resistant to change. When we update our platforms, that could become better for the end user, but because it's different, there's that learning curve that we have to overcome. So simple is always, in, in my opinion, simple is almost always better. Um, if, if somebody doesn't understand what we're doing, it's not going to be very useful to them. So I find, Jennifer, that often people are not willing to ask questions when they're uncomfortable, like, you know, what is a dupe? What is a data lake? What is Kafka? What is R? You know, it's a new language. Yeah. Uh, and the data scientists sometimes can be a little arrogant. How do you break down the walls? So and I, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because that is something that we come up with across. And that's one of my roles here at Randall Riley is to provide that role as translator. <laughs> we try to make an, we just basically try to set up an environment where people are comfortable asking questions and it's all, it's all about how you approach somebody. You know, I've been in the same situation before where, you know, I've been in a room with a lot of data scientists and they're talking about something that I may not understand. And it may be just a simple explanation, but you don't want to be that person that <laughs> doesn't understand. So making sure that you give opportunities to ask questions and also really pay attention to the people that you're talking to, because if you do, and sometimes that is hard to do, you know, over a go to meeting where you can't see people's reactions, but Every once in a while, I found that it's helpful to take a step back and, you know, maybe possibly go over something that we did again or to ask some follow-up questions to see, does this actually make sense? Um, 
I like to break things down as simple as possible. Um, one thing I used to say when I was in school, which sounds a little corny, but it seemed to work. And I say this with my um, coworkers sometimes is let's break this down eighth grade style, which means, you know, making it as simple as possible. So hopefully anybody can understand it. How'd you get in your job and how many data scientists do you have? Tell us a little bit about your organization and how you got there. Yeah, so my journey to get here was a little odd. I taught high school mathematics for several years locally, and I got an opportunity to go to grad school. And I went back and forth. I said, I'm I'm not sure if I want to do this. I love teaching. It's one of the best jobs that I had. But the bureaucracy was something that I struggled with as well as the limitations as to what you can do with students. So I got this wonderful opportunity to go to school um, to study public policy as a graduate student. And I got through that, and this is a public policy program. My initial plan was to go to D.C., work for one of the big think tanks, um, and that um, that did not work out. I actually, this is a little personal, but I got pregnant. We decided that, hey, it's probably better that we stay locally. So I switched my career path a little bit. Um, one of the things I really liked in grad school is the analytics component of policy analysis. So I decided to remain local. I'm in Charlotte, and that's how I got started with Randall Riley, since we're, they're a business intelligence firm. So some of the it was a little bit of a difference, but one thing I found here is some of the things I did as a teacher are very similar here, having to explain difficult concepts to people in a way that makes sense. So it's similar skills, just packaged a little differently. So what would you oh, say and then to the supply science. chain leader oh. who's out there who wants to do more with analytics, wants to do more with data science, really doesn't know the questions to ask, how does he break this down and make this easier for people? So one thing I think it's important to have, it's important to have find somebody who's strong in analytics who can do the data part of it, but it's also important to find people that hold that domain knowledge and to get them to work together. So one thing I naively thought is when I started here at Randall Riley is, oh, I have really strong analytic skills. I can analyze anything. I, I know what I'm doing. I know how to make a model. I know machine learning. But unfortunately, you have to have that domain knowledge, too. So having to form those relationships. So getting those two different people on the opposite sides to work together and to help them see that the domain experts can give something to the analysts and the scientists and the other way around. Because without the two pieces, the whole is not going to be very useful. So how do you do that? I mean, that sounds easy, but that's not easy. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, a lot of it has to do with, um, gosh, it's, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, that's something that our company does very well. Um, it comes down to co- um, company culture, and we have a very open one where people feel very comfortable talking to one another. But that is something that's going to be difficult, and I know sometimes there's a little bit of um, – People get a little nervous or intimidated around data scientists just due to their vast high-level knowledge of data and analytics. That can, be, that can be hard. I think it really comes down to just finding the right people that are willing to make those connections and you know, form relationships with the correct people. So let me test some things. I was talking to a client the other day, and I said, you know, I think it comes down to five things. Um, Hiring data scientists that want to make a difference and want to work with a team, feel empowered Mm -hmm. that they're working on something important. Two, Mm -hmm. a culture that people want to learn in, and they're comfortable Mm -hmm. asking questions. And three, a business leader that drives innovation and so status quo is not, you know, acceptable. For a translator like yourself, 
and five, mm-hmm. a sense of action. How do you feel about that recommendation? Mm-hmm. Anything you would add or subtract or change? No, I think I think that's a really great recommendation. I think all the parts are are very valuable. So that's not anything I would add anything to. Well, I find that it's just not sufficient to hire data scientists. We've got to help them to find their place because the language that they talk is different and they don't necessarily understand the business problem, but they may understand it at the surface. And also Mm -hmm. they need to feel comfortable. I find that a lot of data scientists have strong analytic skills, but may lack social skills. And so... An analyst or a translator like yourself, I think, is a great idea. So anything you'd Mm -hmm. like to add before we close today in the show? No. um, What we're talking about right now is really exciting. I I think it's the wave of the future. I think there's lots of companies out there that have, you know, vast amounts of data and just so many awesome things that they could do with it. They just need to get to a point where that data is usable and not just usable by the data scientists, but by the analyst as well as the consumers and other people in the organization. So I'm really excited to see where we're going. There's just so many resources and tools available now that weren't even available five years ago, but it really comes down to just breaking things down and making them make sense to other people. So if we can get that message across, I think we're going to be in a really good place. Yeah, and I think, you know, we've got to think about data differently because, you know, the traditional leader wants, you know, structured data, put everything in rows and columns. They're happiest with a spreadsheet, right? And so much of the value of data is unstructured, and uh, this beauty of data lakes and schema and read is something that people need to learn. So, you know, thank you for joining the show today. Uh, Have a great day. Oh, you too. Thank you so much for your time and for having me. Thank you.